Hi everyone and welcome to the final whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Kenzie Benali and I'm Steve Forbes and we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 3-0 win against Sheffield United. Former Saints skipper Dean Hammond and NBC's Joe Prince writer with us again. Was that more comprehensive than you were expecting Dean? Uh, it really was. I, I predicted that it would be a really really tough game that Sheffield United will come for the draw, have a disciplined shape, um, uh, defend really really deep which they did. Um, but all credit to Southampton, they had uh, a lot of possession, a lot of control, were very, very patient, scored some good goals, scored some goals at the right time. So brilliant performance by Southampton. And, you know, they just outclassed Sheffield United in every department. And fans were back in the stadium as well, Joe. So they got to see a pretty perfect afternoon from Ralph's men. They did. Wonderful scenes. Wonderful to have them back and hear their chants and cheering. There's plenty of them from to Shelterbat as well in this game. So many great goals. Great individual performances. So, yeah, uh, Southampton, all things are going in the right direction for them. Hopefully more fans can return in the coming weeks and months and the team can keep winning and keep uh, staying in the top four of the Premier League table. So I think Southampton fans everywhere will be pinching themselves to see me. Well, before we discuss today's victory in more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. Back to Vestergaard, thinks about the shot, now he might have a second think, but he slips a great ball to Ings, and a last-ditch tackle from Phil Jagielka saves Sheffield United. Great play from Vestergaard, a lovely little pass. Cross comes in from Ward-Prowse, the free kick, headed up in the air by Jagielka, still not cleared away, Adam scores! He's hit that on the half-volley on the turn, the defender at the near post and goalkeeper couldn't get in the way of it somehow, Ings trying to line it up, or back onto his right foot, finds Armstrong, looks for space for the shot, oh, it deflects, it's gone in, and Stuart Armstrong has his second goal of the season, Aaron Ramsdale's on his back. Redmond will pick it up, faced, faced by Berg, tries to suck him in, plays it infield to Romeo, and he gets a world back, it's good play, could get a goal, he does get a goal! What a Nathan goal. Redmond, after 82 minutes, has been on the field for less than three minutes. Uh, Dean, let's come to you first. Um, what do you make of the game uh, in general? Well, an excellent performance, um, especially second half, but especially first half as well, because Southampton had to have a different approach. Sheffield United, we expected, dropped very, very deep and held a, um, a low block sort of shape. Um, so Southampton had to be patient, had to be consistent with their possession and passing and tried to find them opportunities and gaps. And they finally did with a goal from Shea, which was... Very, very important. It was always a morning or an afternoon to get that that first goal. Once they got that first goal, I, th- I believe that they would get the three points. I think that was just a question mark. But a really fluent display. And apart from probably a 10-minute spell at the beginning of the second half where Sheffield, uh, Sheffield United had a little bit more flexibility and freedom, Southampton fully in control. Really, really good performance. Scored three good goals. Impact from the bench. The crowd would have enjoyed that. It's nice for the players to put a performance on like that with the with the crowd returning to St Mary's. So a really good afternoon's work and a 3-0 win and, and third in the Premier League. So we should all be smiling. Yeah, definitely. And, and Joe, we were predicting before the game that it would be quite a tight affair, but that didn't really seem to be the case in the end. No, it wasn't. Total domination from start to finish. As Dean said, apart from that first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, Southampton really were comfortable. Um you could maybe argue they should have scored more goals, especially in the first half when they were on top. But what I loved about this display is that, as well as the high pressing, there was a, a lot of keeping the ball, a lot of being patient. At times, maybe kind of heart in the mouth stuff a little bit in the second half when it was only 1-0 and playing the ball around the back. But that really was, 
lovely to see because it drew Sheffield United out and then they could hit them on the counter and use the likes of Walcott and Armstrong to, to link up with things and Adams up front. So totally dominant display and uh, yeah, up to third in the table. And as you can see, I can't stop smiling. Uh, most Saints fans, I think, would be this way right now. And lovely scenes at the end of the game to see the players celebrate with the fans after nine long months away from St Mary's. So it doesn't get much better than this. No, it really doesn't. What a great way to end the weekend. Uh, now, Dean, we said we thought it was going to be quite a tight game. As we've said, it was total domination from the Saints. But how vital do you think it was getting that goal just before half time? It really was, Kenzie, because even though Southampton were very dominant and, and fully in control of the game, um, Sheffield United were never really a threat. But the more the longer it went on, you know, the more confidence Sheffield United would have got. They would have eas- they would have easily taken a nil-nil draw and a point. So getting that first goal was was so so important. And it kind of just after that moment, you could see the kind of relief from the Southampton players, thinking, okay, we're going to win this game now. The real belief and trust in, in getting the three points really came to the forefront. Um, but it, it's always important in the game, especially when a team come to St Mary's and they're looking to, to, to get a point and put on a really good disciplined de- defensive display, which Sheffield United had to that point. Um, but getting that first goal and, and Shea get a scoring against his old club was always good. And the players celebrating with the fans and the noise from the, in the stadium was, was great to hear. So, yeah, really, really important, especially when Sheffield United would have been so, so happy and and relieved to go in at halftime at nil-nil. So, yeah, really good um, time to score. And it just opened the game up from that moment. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a strange first goal for Southampton. It seems like it was a bit of a calamity between the Sheffield United defender and the goalkeeper. What did you make of it, Joe? Again, it's just, we talked about it before the game, but being dangerous from set-piece situations, you know, um, a lot of dangerous players up there in and around the box and... I think it was brilliant from Shea Adams to kind of keep his eye on the ball, stay focused and sneak it in at the near post. But it kind of summed up how confident Southampton are from set-piece situations and then how brittle the confidence is of Sheffield United. Because again, they defended relatively well in the first half, but there was just that one lapse of concentration, that one moment where they switched off and and Saints punished them. And uh, yeah, it was a relief to go in uh, 1-0 up at halftime because like Dean said, if it had been nil-nil at halftime, then all of a sudden it's a slightly different game in the second half. But um, strange goal, but we'll take it, right? Yeah, well, let's take a look at what the fans are saying at home. As you can imagine, uh, lots of happy people watching along on the final whistle. Um, we've got a comment here saying, amazing match. Well done, Saints. I backed the correct score. What a win. Uh, David, good afternoon. He says, I can't pick a standout player today. The most complete performance of the season so far. Um, Alex Brown on YouTube has said, what a fantastic performance. 3-0. Shea Adams, Armstrong and Nathan Redmond off the bench. Brilliant performance from the Saints. That finished my weekend perfectly. Uh, it's a lot of very happy Saints fans indeed, Steve. Yeah, there are. Um, Dean, so at the start of the second half, Sheffield United looked like they had a good spell there, but they they didn't really create any chances. Um, Is that why they're bottom of the league? It is, really. I think in previous games, they've created chances and had opportunities and just not taken them. Today, they didn't really have any opportunities. I don't think McCarthy had a save to make. Um, they had that spell, like you said, Steve, at the, at the start of the second half for 10 minutes where they won a few corners. They got into some good areas. They were putting crosses in a box and making Southampton defend. But they never really put any pressure on Southampton. And I think they're just playing with that fear. I think they're playing with that, without that freedom that they played last season where they were fresh to the Premier League and they kind of surprised teams with their open, expansive play with 
uh, centre-halves getting in the box, both full-backs getting in the box. They're not playing like this this year. And you can see the pressure slowly building on them. And you can see that there's that's that belief that's kind of draining out of them, that the fact that we're probably not going to score today. And if we concede, we're definitely not going to win the game. And you can sense that from the players a little bit. So it surprised me because they started the second half so brightly. And I thought, OK, this is this is the Sheffield United of the last season. They're just going to go hell for leather. They're either going to win, uh, get back in the game or they'll lose five or six. And it kind of just after that 10-minute period, it just died out. And you can see the confidence is just not within that group at the moment. Well, I'm going to keep jumping back to socials because there are so many comments coming in to us. Just fans delighted with that performance. Um, Fusion Season on YouTube has said that will bring a lot of confidence for when we play Arsenal. Uh, so happy with the form recently. It's hard not to be really, isn't it? Uh, Jackie Chalk on Facebook has said, fantastic, great performances all round. Come on, you saints. Uh, we have another comment here on Facebook saying, deal done today in third position. Um, Fern, hello to you. Um, solid midfield in Ralph, we trust. And then I Love this one here from Alex Wood on Facebook. I think I need oxygen. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, fans are really happy with that. Um, going back to the game and, and the goals that were scored, Dean, I'm going to stick with you on this one. The Armstrong goal, it's quite fortunate. Um, is, are they the sort of things that happen to you if you're Sheffield United in the bottom of the league? Uh, is it just more apparent because of where they are? And that's not to insinuate that you have experience of being bottom of the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have experience of playing for Sheffield United when the pressure's on. And I felt that pressure at that club. And when you are at the bottom of the league, I've been relegated in my career, so I know how it feels. Things do feel like they, they go against you um, in, in big moments of games. You know, it was 1-0 at the time and Stuart Armstrong scores that goal with a deflection. It's suddenly 2-0 and you're thinking, you know, we're not even going to... We won't win the game. We won't get a point now because we're not scoring goals. And you can just see, like I mentioned before, the confidence draining out of the players their energy like kind of like sat from them. They didn't they didn't really I'm not saying there's no fight in the Sheffield United team, but once they go a goal deal or two down like that, there's no way they're gonna get back in the game. And and Sheffield United is a big club. Whatever division they're playing in, it's a big club and it's a demanding club. So they're expected to get results and they'll be feeling that pressure a little bit more. So when you are down the bottom, you do feel that and decisions feel like they go against you. And I can I can imagine what that dressing room is like at the moment. The manager will be frustrated. The players will be frustrated. And what you can't let creep in is that you start questioning each other. The manager starts questioning the players and the players starts questioning the, and the players start questioning the manager. That's when you've got real problems. So I hope that doesn't creep in because I still think they've got an opportunity to get out of it. They're going to have to work very, very hard, but they're an honest group. And I think they need to be honest with each other now to to try and get out of this position. Joe, from a Southampton perspective then, how important was it that we got that second goal when we did? Very important. I think it just settled things down a little bit because the longer it went to 1-0, you could just tell that Sheffield United you know, had a couple of chances from set-piece situations. All it takes is one mistake at that point and then their level. So, yeah, it settled things down um, and it was nice to see uh, the crowd then responding and enjoying the final 20, 30 minutes once that second goal went in. And it was kind of a party atmosphere at St Mary's. So I think it just showed the confidences in the team um, and sort of the professional nature of the performance that, you know, the second goal goes in, job done, shut up shop. And, uh, you know, obviously 2-0, as we know, the old cliche, it's, it, it's a dangerous scoreline, but it really wasn't today. As soon as that second goal went in, you knew Southampton were going to hold on and obviously they extended the lead further. So, yeah, it was total domination and... Again, 3-0 was a very, uh, you know, 
a very good reflection in terms of the scoreline on how much Southampton dominated this game. Yeah, Joe, well, if, if the second goal settled things down, the third goal certainly added gloss to that scoreline. Um, you might have touched on it just a bit there, but was it, was it truly reflective of Southampton's dominance in the game today? Massively. I think, you know, when, well, I said it before the game, when you've got players like Redmond coming off the bench and Diallo and then Gineppo didn't even come on today, but when you have that quality to bring on an attack, um, it gives you a, a huge boost and a big impact. So Redmond, I thought, did really well when he came on and kind of staked his uh, claim for a place uh, in the starting lineup there. But I don't know how you leave any of that starting lineup today because Walcott, Armstrong, Ings and Adams were all very good again as that front four unit. And to a man, I would really struggle to hand out a man of the match performance today because uh, uh, everyone deserved that award for Southampton. So, yeah, I think it really did show that as long as Southampton stay free of injuries, then they have a lot of good options uh, going forward. Dean, we know you're a fan of, of Nathan Redmond. How much confidence will today have given him? Yeah, a lot. And, and to come on and score a goal like he did, you know, it was an excellent one too. That's, that's what we want to see Nathan do. And I think that's the only part of his game that's really missing. You know, he's very creative. He, he can go past players. He kind of glides past players and he gets himself into some really good opportunities in good areas and then kind of lets himself down on the cross potentially or his final pass or his finishing. But that goal today was a lovely one too. He looked really, really confident. And I think the thing that helped him was the fact that he was slightly off balance and he was kind of fighting with the defender. So he didn't have a chance to think about his finish and it was just a natural instinct finish. Uh, but no, brilliant. And like Joe touched on there, to have players coming off the bench to want to prove a point, to make an impact, to, to uh, stake a claim in the start and live again is brilliant. And the, and the squad looks healthy. The squad looks fit. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, Exciting times for Southampton. We've been saying that a lot this season and it's uh, it's no fluke because the team looked really, really strong. Yeah, one of the standout performers today was Yannick Vestergaard, put in a man-of-the-match man of performance. Uh, got, got forward quite a few times and a number of fans on Twitter are saying that he, he's got similarities to one Virgil van Dijk, as, as Joe was mentioning in, in the pre-match show. Dean, is that something that you see as well? I think Joe started that off now. He's going to get comparisons <laughs> all the time. But... Um, do you know what? He definitely does have comparison. Like Virgil van Dijk is an exceptional player, probably one of the best defenders in the world. I'd say Virgil's quicker, a bit more of an athlete, but in terms of in possession and on the ball, they're very, very similar. Vestergaard is comfortable on both feet. Um, he likes the ball at his feet as well. He'll take a risk with a pass. Joe mentioned it that there was a kind of a few moments second half at 1-0 where they were kind of playing around the... Um, the edge of the box in Southampton's area, but they, they look comfortable and confident. So, no, he's uh, he's getting stronger and stronger. And when he does glide out, especially first half, I think he, he went to shoot. The crowd were encouraging to shoot. He checked back on his other foot and played a lovely through ball to Danny Ings, who almost got in. So, no, he's, he's confident and um, he's playing with a smile on his face. He looks like he's comfortable within the team. And um, I think the players are looking to him for guidance now, which is a big thing because it was a, the reverse when he came into the team. So, Full credit to him because he's, yeah, he's performing very, very well. Well, I want to read this comment out here that we've just had through from Michael on YouTube. He says, Walcott running around like a pressing madman brought a tear to my eyes. Uh, thanks for that one, Michael. Joe, what did you make of, of Walcott and Armstrong's positioning throughout the, day, the game? Because they seem to be kind of drifting quite central, as we saw from the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where they've both caused a lot of damage. Um, as I mentioned before the game, I spoke to Stuart Armstrong earlier this week and asked him about 
moving from sort of playing more centrally to out wide. And he said he loves to get on the ball in that number 10 central role. But then it's it's a lot to ask of him and Walcott to also do the defensive side of the game out wide as well. So he kind of splits responsibilities there between tracking back out wide and also getting on the ball in those creative areas. And uh, yeah, Armstrong and Walcott were really good. Armstrong a bit lucky with the goal, but I think he deserved that. And Walcott, it was great to hear the Saints fans uh, chanting his name once again after all those years. And that seemed to energise him and kind of just make him run even faster and, and close down. So, yeah, both of those players are really, um, I think, are underrated in the role they have in this team. And that system is probably the most demanding position under Ralph Hasen, who would start off centrally, but all of a sudden shuttle out wide to do your work uh, out there. And it's a big ask for those two players, but they both did it well. And I know we focus a lot on Danny Ings and Shea Adams, but a special shout out to Armstrong and Walcott today because they were really, really good in that number 10 role. Yeah, well, we certainly focused on Danny Ings in the pre-game show. We're all happy to see him start the game. He did manage to get 90 minutes under his belt. Created a few chances, but no goal today. Um, Dean, do you reckon he'll be happy with uh, his performance this afternoon? Um, I would imagine Danny would be a little bit frustrated. Um, he's a goal scorer. He loves scoring goals and he would have seen today a, a, an opportunity to get, to get more goals. He didn't quite... I think Danny had a really, really good effect on the game for, for other players, but he didn't quite have his his normal touch. He, he couldn't quite get his body in the right position to, to finish. And it was surprised me when he went through late on in the second half and he tried to square it to Theo Walcott. That's not the Danny we know. You know, he would take that on. He would go for the curl in the far corner. So, look, he's been out for a while. He's getting his sharpness back. He, he probably, Joe touched on it before the, the show. He wasn't rusty against Brighton. He came on. He had that enthusiasm. He seemed a little bit rusty today, even though he had a really, really good game. It just wasn't to the standard of the Danny Ings we know. But that's a positive because, you know, Danny's not played to his best today. And Southampton have won 3-0. Theo Walcott was exceptional today. Stuart Armstrong was exceptional. And Shea Adams just looks like the real deal to me. I think if he keeps playing like this, there's a real good chance he'll get called up for England. So them four were, were really, really good today. And Danny will be frustrated. And you could see that in a couple of challenges he did. But that's good because he's hungry. And he'll come back. And I could imagine he'll, he'll be firing all cylinders on Wednesday against Arsenal. Well, today's victory over Sheffield United has seen us move into third position in the Premier League table. Um, Joe, a question for you there. You're smiling away. It's obviously great to hear that. Um, so often throughout the start of this season, we've been saying, you know, we've been in and around this top four. When do you start looking at this table with an element of seriousness? Because we're nearly at Christmas and, you know, 11 games in. It's a great position to be in. It really is. Um, I try not to get too ahead of myself. You know, I think... Every Saints fan can dream of maybe a top six finish, and that's not out of the question at all after this incredible start. Um, but I think, you know, just get into the magic 40-point marker as soon as possible, and then top 10 should be the priority now after this good start to make the most of this and not let the season slip away. And, and I've said it before, we're in a really good position because there's a lot of other teams you know, in and around the top seven or eight who have you know, the Champions League and Europa League to worry about in the second half of the season and rotate the squad around. And Southampton don't have that. They don't have that problem of having to change the team each week and having the extra games building up. So, yeah, I mean, when I think back to last season, I think after 12 games, what, we were 19th in the Premier League table and now we're third this season. So um, that's one heck of a turnaround. And, yeah, 
keep dreaming Saints fans because at the moment as long as we stay solid at the back I feel like Southampton are going to score two or three goals every single time they walk on the pitch which uh, I don't think over my many years as a Saints fan I can remember too many occasions like that. <laughs> right look, looking ahead to the Arsenal game on Wednesday night um, I suppose to, to both of you Joe I'll come to you first um, what, what are you going to make of that what do you think Saints have to do do they have to change in any way to be able to get a result there? Not really. Just do the same as we did today and um, maybe we'd have to sit back and soak up a little bit more pressure because Arsenal are at home. They're obviously under pressure with the results they've been getting recently. So you would think that they will kind of be on the front foot, which will work out quite well for Saints. But that said, um, you know, Arsenal do like to sit back themselves. They had some big wins against Man City and Liverpool the second half of last season where they did sit back and hit teams on the counter. So have to be wary of that because I think that was the one time Sheffield United did get a few chances out wide today. So I'm, I think that Southampton could go to Arsenal and at the very least get a point. And I'm going to say, I, I think Southampton almost go into this game as favourites. No, I definitely think they go into this game as favourites on current form. And uh, that shows just how far they've come this season. Yeah, well, Arsenal was certainly languishing down the bottom half of the table. Um, Dean, is this a chance for Southampton to pile more misery onto the Gunners? I think it certainly is. I think the pressure is on Arsenal, especially Arsenal playing at home to to beat Southampton. And I think if I was a Southampton player or the Southampton manager, I'd want to go toe to toe with Arsenal. I'd want to go, okay, well, if you score two, we'll score three. I think we are we're better than you. We can score more goals than you. We have better attacking players. And I really believe that Southampton have much better attacking players than Arsenal do in current form. So that's how I would approach the game. And I really think, Joe mentioned it then, that Arsenal will respect Southampton. They may sit deeper and approach this as if they were playing one of the, the top four so-called teams in the division because Southampton are very, very dangerous, very confident and playing with a lot of belief. So if I was the player or the manager, I would want the manager to say to me, OK, we're going to take Arsenal on today. I know we're playing at the Emirates. I know we're playing Arsenal. We're a so-called big team with a big name. I think we're better than than them in this current moment. So an exciting game and one that, you know, Southampton have got nothing to lose. Go there, maybe get a point, but I think they could definitely get three points. Right, well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yeah, sure. I think a perfect Sunday for them and for us. Uh, it's it's so nice uh, to to win in front of them. It's so beautiful to to see how how they are celebrating, how much they enjoy us playing good football. Every good action we had, and we had a lot today. They were immediately applauding and 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 uh, showed us that they want to go with us now. And it is so nice to have them back. Um, and it's so nice to see that we that we play the same or even even better with them now. And it is it's I think the best message today is is that we that we. As we yeah, are becoming a stronger side every, every, every week. Was it a different sort of test today? I mean, coming up against a team that were a little bit deeper and maybe yeah. paid you respect because of the run you've been on? Yeah, yeah sure. Because uh, in the past, we often struggled against a team that was deep defending and that they had the first chance and scored, and then you, were, you, you, you step up again and it doesn't work. So you must be patient, and I think uh, we have now more quality with the ball, and it gives us also the to wait for the moment, to wait for the moment when we can score. And if it's a set piece, it's a set piece. And uh, I think they had no shot on our goal. So they're still concentrating on the work against the ball. And I mean, this is a, a kind of behavior, a kind of quality we created here that is really nice to watch. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks to our guests, Dean Hammond and Joe Prince-Wright. And we'll be back again on Wednesday. See you then. <laughs>